You are now entering the world of Blissful Living, broadcasting around the globe and on the Blissful Living Network with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you lacking energy, clarity, and that sense of true well-being? Are you overworked, underpaid, and know that you deserve more in life? You are not alone. Improve your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living, the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blissful Living. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. And I just want to say that I'm really happy to be here with you all. It's been, I cannot believe it, it's been over 10 years that I've been doing this podcast, The Blissful Living Show, and have had a wonderful abundance of fabulous guests that have been on the show, and I'm very grateful to be able, first of all, to be having a podcast for 10 years plus and to continue to get wonderful, as I like to say, fabulous guests to come on the show and share their words of wisdom with all of you to help you step into really owning, claiming, or really claiming, owning, and living your blissful life, or as I like to say, really step into learning how to live the life of your dreams. And so before we get started with our guest today, and uh, she's going to be giving us a little information about overwhelm and burnout. So if any of those words are buzzing or resonating around your head, or you're curious, you just want to hang tight because our guest today is going to share some words of wisdom behind that. And as always, I'd like to start the show off with, first of all, thanking the sponsors of the show, uh, the Blissful Living For You company at blissfullivingforyou.com, Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com. They have a, an abundance of tools and uh, lots of free gifts that you can utilize to help you to step into balancing your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. So if you're having any areas uh, with regards to wellness, wisdom, and wealth that are giving you some difficulties or little roadblocks or challenges that you're coming up against and you're really not sure what you need to do to navigate around them, you want to check out Blissful Living for you and see what they have available for you to help you get past that roadblock or unlock that roadblock or roadblock, so to speak, so that you can step forward and continue on your path to bliss and really getting into discovering and, again, claiming and owning, living the life of your dreams. That is Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U, dot com. The next sponsor of the show I want to thank is All Day Cable Incorporated at alldaycableinc.com. They are a telecommunications installation company that has been a sponsor of the show since the inception of this show. And um, they are located in the heart of Silicon Valley. What they do is they're the best at what they do. They've been in business for 31 years, and they're the best at setting up network distribution for large, medium, and small companies and corporations. Um, they set up the backbone of your telecommunications so that when you go to pick up that cell phone, hit that computer key, or basically communicate any way you want telephonically or uh, utilizing the technology that we have available today, they make sure that you have that right connection the first time so that you connect with those that you need to connect with and there's no mishaps or mishiccups with regards to you 
fill in that deal. So if you have a need and you're looking for voice, fiber, data, wireless access points, audio, video, you name it when it comes to that arena, you need to check out All Day Cable, Inc. at alldaycableinc.com. Now, this is the part of the show that I like to tell you all to find a place to get comfortable, your favorite chair with your favorite beverage, a piece of paper, and something to write with because As you know, my guests come on the show and they like to bring or drop, so I save lots of nuggets of gold. And if you don't have that access to be really in a space where you can absorb the information to be able to, you know, write it down, of course you can always listen to the show again, but it's always so nice to be really in tune with what the guests have to say when you're taking notes. It's kind of like when you're in class and you got to pay attention, you take notes, and it helps you to remember the key points or the nuggets of gold that will help you have a more graceful journey as you travel down your path to bliss. So if you haven't already done that, do that now. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know you probably already have that taken care of. And uh, here we go. So I hope you're ready for this journey because we're going to learn some things about how to overcome, overwhelm, and prevent burnout in our lives so that we can, again, travel more gracefully down our path to bliss so that we can really step in to living the life of our dreams. And, of course, if you like this show, if this is your first time hearing it and you like what we're we're discussing or what we're chatting about, please subscribe to the show and please share the show with everyone you love and care about. The more we can get this kind of information out in the world, the better we can make the world and the better we can make all of our journeys as we all travel down our path to bliss. So let me tell you about today's guest. Her name is Lauren Hornacek, and she is an empowerment expert working with highly ambitious corporate professionals. I don't think there's any overwhelm or burnout in that arena. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Her specialty is helping those who have found professional and personal success and yet are left feeling overwhelmed and unfulfilled. Most driven individuals believe they just work harder and accomplish more I'm sorry, most individuals believe that if they just work harder and accomplish more, they will find the satisfaction that they desire. Mm. They keep forging forward, hoping that the next month will be better, but it never is. Over time, burnout sets in. They have nothing left to give. Now, Lauren knows this pattern all too well because she lived it. For over 10 years, she kept the blinders on, to pursue what she thought would make her happy. But regardless of her accomplishments, she still felt depleted and pulled in too many directions. Her health suffered, her marriage suffered, her happiness suffered. She didn't know any better at the time, but she does now, and she's going to share that with you. And how many of you can relate to what I just said? I know secretly in your little spaces you're like, yep, that's me, yep, that's me, yep, that's me. Because if you haven't been successful in your professional career, your business, or your life, then you haven't lived because all of us that have had some kind of success have experienced this. And it's people like Lauren that help us discover that we are really in the midst of this and we really need to figure out a way to get out of it, and she has some information. So Lauren has now made it her mission to 
help other highly motivated, driven professionals tackle overwhelm and burnout. As a former project manager at Goldman Sachs, no stress there, she weaves her powerful personal experience with her unique coaching strategy to lead her clients to a more balanced and joyful life. And so, Lauren, please, 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 it is my heartfelt welcome to welcome you to the Blissful Living Show. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. I am so grateful to be here, and I'm excited to dive in. All right, girl. Well, you know what? It's so funny because I'm like, hmm, yeah, everything I'm just, you know, sharing with the listening audience about you and what you've experienced and who you help, everybody I know that has had some type of success in their life, whether it's, you know, their business or, you know, whatever it is that they're doing, at one point in time have felt overwhelmed and burnt out. And there's you, you just can't help it in today's society, particularly in today's society with the way everything is done and has been done. So I want to ask you, you were having this phenomenal job at Goldman Sachs, Goldman Sachs. That just sounds so rich and elegant as a project manager. <laughs> <laughs> when did you, like, when did the, like, you know, nugget hit you on the head that, girl, this is just not, you know, this is just not, this is just not it for you. When did that nugget of gold hit you? Or how, I should say, let me rephrase it, how did that nugget of gold hit you? To be, if I'm going to be honest, I don't know that I was ever, have ever been asked that, but to <laughs> be perfectly honest, I think that there was an inner knowing always that that wasn't the right path for me. But like you said, it's Goldman Sachs, it's big, it's fancy, it's everybody wants to work there. So I was going with the illusion that, yes, this is the place to be. I will do whatever it takes to stay here and have a successful career, which I did. However, like you said, when did I know that this wasn't what, like, really made me decide that I needed to make a shift. And I think that that was growing for a few years towards the end there, the last three years of my career there. I knew something had to give. Um, I was feeling exhausted all of the time. I started having physical ailments and skin issues. Uh, my marriage was suffering. I wasn't <laughs> the kindest person um, at that moment in time because I was always irritable and just, you know, exhausted. So once I didn't really like myself anymore or the way my life looked anymore, then I knew, like, something has to change. This isn't who I am. This just and it's just a job at the end of the day. Like I need to go do something that's more fulfilling to me, something that's going to make me happier. And maybe it's not about the money and the fancy Goldman Sachs title and everything that came along. Yeah. Maybe there was something else for me that was going to fill me up. You know, it's inter interesting you said that because I think so many times we attribute those symptoms, you know, that you were ha that you were having. We attribute those to you know a quote females as our, you know, we're, well, we're just PMSing, you know, oh, we're just, mm -hmm. it's just that time of the month. But um, there's always something in us that is, you know, that little bitty tiny silent voice that's telling you, girl, no, it's not PMS. It's your job, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you keep yeah. just not hearing it because the PMS is always so loud. And if you try to share that with someone, they're like, oh, girl, you're just PMSing. Or in a, if it's a man, your husband, your spouse, your significant other, your boo, 
however you want to call mm-hmm. them, um, you know, they're going to think it's just, oh, she's just hormonal, it's just PMS. But in actuality, it was something deeper. And so I want you to share. I mean, I know you shared, you just kind of figured out, like, you're just not happy and you're not, you're not yourself. You're not, you're not the, not the Lauren that you envisioned yourself to be at this point in time with all this success, right? What exactly, when was the pivotal moment? Was there something that was just like, did you have like, you know, a shitty day at work and you're like, oh, you know, or was it, you know what I'm saying? Because there's always like, mm-hmm. you have all these symptoms that build up, but there's one thing like, you know, for instance, you're driving down the street, your car is leaking water, your radio is leaking, radio is leaking water. You see it, but you just keep filling it up. And then you have a moment where you can't keep filling it up and the whole radio hose, sure. radiator hose breaks. What And then you're like, okay, I need to get a new radiator. What was it for right. you, that one pivotal thing that made a, made you say, the heck with this, I, you know, it's time for me to do laundry? Mm-hmm. I was always very good at my job. I had a very good reputation. I double-checked my work. I was very <laughs> thorough, very detail-oriented. And then a day came along when you said, what's the one moment where you're like, oh, no. A day came along, and I had to process a journal entry for $900 million, which even by Goldman standards, that's still a lot of money. (laughs) So I processed the journal entry, and I did it in the wrong direction. Instead of putting money in the bank, I took money out of the bank to the tune of $900 million. So this landed on everybody's radar. All the higher-ups were calling. What the heck happened? Manual error. Okay, fine. So the next day we have to go and we have to, I'm laughing already, we have to fix it. So now I'm super careful. I even have a manager check it. There were checks and balances in place. I was not the only one involved in this, but it was me who did it. So I go to process it now, $900 million in the opposite direction, and I made a mistake again. And now I took $1.8 billion. <laughs> I took $1.8 billion out of the bank instead of putting it in. So now I didn't have a $900 million problem. I had one twice as large. So I thought everybody knew my name the first day. Yeah. Well, by the second day, <laughs> a lot of people I did not want to be on their radar, they all knew who I was. So that was the moment where, and I didn't, I mean, I didn't get in trouble. We resolved it. It really, in the end, at the end of the day, wasn't that big of a deal. But that was the moment where I said, something's got to give. Like now I'm even making careless mistakes that I've never made before. Like it just made me kind of look at myself and say, okay, maybe it's time. Like you're burnt out. You don't have what you used to have. You're not focusing the way you used to focus. Even though I was trying, it wasn't for lack of effort. So I'm like, right. maybe it's time for a change. Wow. Funny wow. now. I did not think it was funny at the time. Oh, girl, I bet. I, ooh, I, oh. Knowing me, I would have been like, fit to be tied with myself because I'm just a type A perfectionist, you know, and to make a mistake yeah. like that, not like $9, $900 right. million twice. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! You know, yeah, you got, I'm sure you got on a lot of people's radar, not necessarily in the manner that you wanted to be on their radar. So it was like, exactly, <laughs> girl. So now, okay. So I think the listeners out there, we can all relate to um, something that we've had in our career day where it was just that like day from hell and or week from hell, for that matter. It could be month from hell, but. 
you know, it, it's something that's happening to us that's trying to awaken us to what is going on. And it very well could be that we are overwhelmed and we're completely burned out with this aspect of our career or whatever we're doing in life. So now, Lauren, with regards to that, um, how, how did you get into realizing that your, you know, your honeypot, so to speak, would be to help others that are struggling with what you have, have been struggling with and was in kind of some kind of a denial about it? How, how did you go from being that person at Goldman Sachs to realizing that your purpose is to help others um, not struggle with overwhelm and burnout like you were experiencing? Sure. So I think when I was at Goldman Sachs and I wasn't liking it anymore, I just thought there was something wrong with me. I thought everybody else is here and they're all doing what they need to do and no one else is complaining. It's it's just me. And as time went on, especially after I left my career there, I realized it is not just me. It is very, very, very common. And there's a bunch of reasons that contribute to why we end up unhappy in a role like that across the board, but it's now I know it's it's not a me problem. It's a maybe society um, problem. But from there I went on. I actually went back to school briefly, decided I didn't want to do that, and then I jumped into starting my own business. It was a different business at the time, but from there I hired a business coach because I was going to be an entrepreneur for the first time in my life. I had no idea what I was doing, and I knew right. enough to ask for help. So I hired her. And we were getting ready to start working together about three weeks later. And in those in that three-week window, my former husband and I got separated. Mm. So I sign on to the first call, and she's like, all right, so which part of your business do you want to work on? And at that moment in time, I had just relocated back home to my parents' house. I was in my childhood bedroom with my two dogs. Um, it was a very humbling experience and moment, especially I had had all this success, right? I was completely independent and fine on my own, and now I was separated, so I moved out. So when I was on that call with her, our business coaching quickly turned into life coaching. It was a healthy combination of the two because the reality is if your personal life is a mess, it's going to bleed over into your professional life. So we addressed both at the same time. But through that experience, I worked with her for four months, and she showed me things about myself that I never knew were there. She showed me blind spots that had been holding me back in all areas of my life. The same problems I had at work were the same problems I had in my marriage, and that's very, very common. Um, One of my favorite quotes is, how we do anything is how we do everything. Do everything, yes. That quote dropped me to my knees the first time I heard it. Yeah. So from there, just working with her for four months, my life completely transformed, completely. And from there, I just knew, I was like, I need to help other women. Like, it wasn't that I, or should I say my shortcomings, it wasn't that I wasn't trying hard. It was that I didn't know any better. No one taught me what boundaries were. Nobody taught me how to communicate to be heard. And I didn't know to ask. I didn't know to learn how to get, how to get those skill sets. So from there, I said, I need to teach other women who are doing everything in their power to have success, but just missing some beats along the way, teach them the skills that they need so that they can have success in both work and at home. 
I love it. You know what? You said something pivotal there that I think and you dropped a couple of nuggets ago, but this one is you don't know what you don't know. And so for many of us women and men, you know, we think we know what we think we know ourselves. We think we you know, who 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 knows us better than who knows us, right? But, mm-hmm. you you know, we learn from our environment when we grow up, and we don't even sometimes, a lot of times we don't even process that some of the things we do are just something we learn from our environment. We don't know why we do it. We don't know we don't know that what we do and how we are in our personal life is, is the same as how we are in our business and professional life or vice versa, right? We just, we just know that's just us. We just do what we do, right? And um, – you don't know what you don't know. If you don't know you're doing something incorrectly, you don't know that you need to fix it. If you don't know right. you have burnout and overwhelm, you don't know that you need to fix it. So, I mean, I think that's a beautiful thing because some people get so caught up in the fact that they think they know all them, all about themselves or they think they know everything there is to know, so they don't need any help. And, um, you know, the truth is we all need help. It's just sometimes right. we don't know we need it until – it's staring us right back in the face when we look at it in the mirror. So thank you for sharing your story because um, it was very personal, but I believe it will help a lot of people listening to the show relate, you know, to what, what we're going to move on into, which is I want you to share, you know, we talked, um, I opened the show up with regards to overwhelm and burnout. And sometimes I think people believe they're the same thing. Um, Can you share with the listeners What's the difference between being overwhelmed and being burnt out? And is it possible to have both going on at the same time? Sure. So the way I define overwhelm and burnout, to me, overwhelm is when we have too many things on our plate, We whether it's taking care of the family, taking care of the house, taking care of work, taking care of all the things, it happens to all of us no matter how well-intentioned we are. But the key is that it's temporary. The key is that it comes and it goes. Some weeks are bigger, busier than other weeks. Burnout is what happens when we don't address the overwhelm, when the overwhelm becomes mm-hmm. chronic and it's just our way of life. When every day is overwhelming, that's when we have a problem. And so the way I define burnout is that it's when it's chronic. And burnout... It's more than being just tired. It's when you're at the place where you really have nothing left to give. And depending how far in you are, I mean, it could be nothing. When I left my career in finance, I really, I mean, clearly I was making mistakes and I was i was done. I was shot. And when I left my marriage as well, if you said, Lauren, if you just go to this one therapist for five sessions, I don't think I could have done it. I had already tried a million things to save my marriage, so don't don't get the um, impression that I gave up quickly. I fought for my marriage for years, for years. Right. But at some point, I was just done. And right. there was nothing anyone could tell me at that point that was going to help because I was done. And that's, to me, what burnout is. It's like you were just, it's over. And burnout doesn't go away tomorrow. It doesn't go away next week. It takes a lot of time to really heal from that and to really move past that, not just the emotional 
toll that it takes on you, but also the physical toll. Your body needs to recuperate. Now, do you think, Lauren, you know, with regards to burnout, thank you for sharing that. Uh, again, you guys, nuggets of gold, if you haven't heard that explained about overwhelm and burnout, um, like that before, definitely nuggets of gold that I hope you all can relate to. But, Lauren, do you think that um, sometimes what is placed upon us that's not necessarily ours to do, so to speak, that people mm-hmm. hold on to that? So in in an effort not to let other people down. And I'm going to give you an example. So we have someone who everyone in his family has been a physician or everyone in his family has been an engineer, okay, those two paths, right? Mm-hmm. So, of course, they follow paths. You, you're so smart. You're so good in math. You're so blah, 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 good in science, whatever. You should go ahead and follow the family suit, and you're going to be a doctor and that, or you're going to be an engineer, and that gets put upon a kid at a very young age. So they grow up thinking mm-hmm. that they're supposed to be a doctor and they're supposed to, or an engineer. So then they get into their career after all this time in school. And I'm going to go the doctor route. They get into their career and they're five or eight years into their career. They're still paying off their student loans and they're already thinking, you know what? This, I can't stand this. <laughs> I want to mm-hmm. help people, but not in this capacity. I'm so tired of these people coming in complaining. I can't help some of these people that I want to help. Um, but because, and I, I just want to give up, you know, I just want to go and do something like I want to go be a hang glider or something. Right. But because right. this has been instilled upon me since I was a kid, if I don't be con- continue being a doctor or an engineer, I'm going to let my family down and I don't want to face letting my family down. So they stay in this career and they're extremely burnt down. And we've all, everybody out there listening has experienced a physician at one point in time that has been burnt out. They may have recovered, but they've been burnt out. Um, right. And and so, you know, they just go on, and then they start developing other problems, such as, you know, maybe a tendency to have more drinks than they should or other things. And so um, you said something very important there. Do you think that people get caught up in that um, and they just don't really know uh, an efficient and effective way out of that? cycle? Absolutely. I think approval from others is huge. Definitely. I mean, the vast majority of people I come into contact with do care what their parents think. Even when they're in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, I see it all the time. Right. I think it's just kind of the way we're raised, right? That you're always, you're when you're really little, and you're told no, 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 you're seeking your parents' approval. That's how they get you to behave. So it makes sense when we're small. It keeps us safe. It keeps us healthy. But then as we grow older, we should be able to make our own decisions, even when they're saying, no, we don't think that's what's best for you. But we're 25, 35, and we still lean into, well, maybe our parents know more than we do. When in reality, that's not the case. We all have our own unique life experiences and we all have our own intuition that knows best like what's best for us so if every person in the family is a doctor that might not be what's gonna make everybody in the family happy and fulfilled right i love that we're having this dialogue because i've come across you know um, people in both of those professions that you know have shared that with me and i'm pretty sure they're still in those professions um 
to this day, and maybe they've gotten some help or, you know, gotten some guidance on overcoming that. Because sometimes it may be they truly, I think, really do want to be a physician, specifically those that I have had conversations with that, that have told me they really do want to help people. It's just the restrictions or the institution that they're working in, so to speak, the institutionalized aspect of the medical community that they're working in that does not allow them to utilize all the gifts and knowledge about the science of well-being, so to speak. And so, but because they have these ginormous student loans and they're getting paid Mm -hmm. a gazillion dollars from this, you know, until they get their student loans paid off, they're kind, they feel like they're kind of stuck. And then I have talked to those that, have gone on and said, you know, got the student loan paid off or whatever, and have gone on to do some more interesting aspects of, um, you know, helping people with their health and well-being where they're not restricted and it's it's an open-ended. They can do what they want to do. And they really have gone back from really hating the profession that they, you know, they thought was put upon them until uh, loving the profession because now they're free of the restrictions and they're able to do what they want to do. And it's not necessarily – being a doctor, it could be the owner of a retreat wellness center or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think that was just great for you to share that because um, I think people need to hear that it's okay that you don't do what your parents want you to do if it's not something Mm -hmm. that makes you absolutely happy because it can lead to overwhelm and burnout. Now, can you share with the listeners with regards to – what are some of the strategies that you utilize to help your clients figure out that, yes, we're, I'm overwhelmed and I'm burnt out and um, how do I get I – want, I want to get past this? So I want to t- touch on that in just a minute, but something I want to add, because I really think it's important, back to the parents and not necessarily following their wishes for you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is every parent, I don't care who they are, what they really want more than anything in this world is for their child to be happy and healthy. Yes. That's really their number one goal. And sometimes yes. even our parents get confused and think that you need a certain job or a certain income or a certain security level. But at the end of the day, when you strip all that away, it's all just because they want you happy and healthy. And, I mean, trust me, when I left Goldman Sachs, my father specifically thought I was nuts. And we had a million conversations, and it was hard to get through to him about what my experience was. But at the end of the day, he just wanted me happy. It was the change in security level that he was worried about. And I've seen so many clients who they're like, yeah, so I quit my six-figure job, and I'm going to go do, I don't know, fill in the blank. And their parents are like, are you out of your mind? Like, it makes them so nervous. And But also think about this. I'm going off on a big tangent now, but also think about this. A lot of our parents had one job their entire lives, 30, 40, 50 years. They stayed in one job. That is not the way of the world anymore. So what we're doing is unfamiliar to them, and it can be scary. So just keep those nuggets in your mind if you are thinking about making a switch. At the end of the day, they want you happy and healthy. And number two, these are uncharted waters for them. (laughs) It's their nerve. So just don't right. let that keep you from what you really want to be doing. Thank you for sharing that because that is really true. As a parent, I can say, yeah, you know, I want my kids to be happy and healthy and, and, and do something that they love to do. And uh, and that's my ultimate goal for them is just be I don't care if you're, you know, 
an artist that just paints and sells your paintings for a dollar or, uh, you know, the CEO of a Fortune 5000 company. I really don't care what you do. I just want you to be happy because no matter where you are in life, you can always be unhappy. So my goal is I want you to be happy and healthy. And as long as you're happy and healthy and you're not hurting anybody and you're not hurting yourself, go for what you go for what you want to do because we only get one life, so to speak. And, you know, you know, what I may want you to do may not be the purpose that God has in store for you. That's maybe not the reason he put you here on this planet. So um, definitely, definitely. I love that. Okay. Hey, let's see. Okay. So now um, with regards to some of the warning signs, what, what can people, what are some warning signs that people can, you know, now pay attention to that might be indicating that they're overwhelmed or burnout and they should, you know, should, you know, reach out to someone like you. Sure. So some of the warning signs, they can manifest as physical ailments. If you're feeling achy more often than you did in the past, if you're having frequent headaches or stomach aches, stomach aches too because a lot of times that holds a lot of your nerves, that could could be a sign. If you're getting more forgetful and you just are having a hard time managing all of the details of what's going on, if you find yourself being increasingly negative, and then a big one I hear is just feeling resentful, resentful to the job, resentful to the family, resentful you have to cook dinner, resentful you – like if you're just feeling resentful all the time, that is a huge red flag that something needs to shift. And that's actually not that hard of a shift to make. It's There's a fairly easy solution there. But that's a big red flag. Um, feeling irritable, feeling just negative, complaining, gossiping. If you're finding yourself in that space, something needs to shift. You're headed – you're getting stressed out, which can lead to burnout if it's not addressed. Mm, okay. So there you guys, you know, she's more nuggets of gold. So if you're experiencing any of those, you know, symptoms, then you may want to check it out. Of course, we both say, you know, check with your primary care provider to make sure there's no other underlying medical condition or, you know, something that's harboring within you, which, again, you know, overwhelming burnout can cause, but um, you know, those are some of the signs and, and symptoms that you can become aware of and be aware of as you go throughout your day in doing what you do to see, you know, let me check in and see if I'm experiencing overwhelm or if I'm experiencing some burnout. So once you, uh, you know, once you're working with someone and you you both decide or you both figure out, yes, the client is struggling with um overwhelm and definitely burnt out um, how do you help them get past the fear of now making the change of ridding themselves of the overwhelm and burnout because you know there's some fear behind that because they may have had it for a while and and now that they realize it it might be fearful for them to let that go um, how do you help them get past that one of the things I start out doing with my clients is I get them to really sit down and get clear on what they want, crystal clear, and tackle every area of your life. What do you want in a career? What do you want it to look like? Not what does it look like, not what is realistic. What do you want it to look like? Look at your family. What's working? What, the three questions I usually encourage them to ask. What's working well? What's not working well? And what would you like to do differently? Those three questions are a very simple way to address where you're at in all the different areas of your life. 
So do family, do finances, do fitness. I don't know why they all start with F. <laughs> do your do your career, do your health, your exercise program, all the things that are important to you. What's working well? What's not working well? What would I like to do differently? And then you're going to get really clear on where the shifts need to happen. And from there, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to do this this thing. I'm going to make a change here. Maybe it's small. Maybe it's big. It depends. So you get excited, and you're all ready to do it, and then the fear pops up. But what if it doesn't go well? What if it doesn't go well? What if I quit my job and all these bad things happen and I end up living under a bridge? Well, I can assure you, you're not going to live under a bridge, and that's an exercise I go through with my clients. That's not going to happen because there's a hundred other things that will happen before you get to the bridge. (laughs) So instead of thinking the worst-case scenario, start focusing on the best-case scenario. What could go well? What is possible for my life? If I let's use COVID as an example, right? So everybody, mm-hmm. for the most part, stopped commuting into the city and got back. Say, let's say I'm here in New Jersey, so let's say two hours to their life minimum, just by not commuting. And all of a sudden, what's possible when you have two more hours? Well, now you have time to work out if that's important to you, or you have time to take your kids to the park, or you have time to cook dinner. Whatever it is, what's possible? What do you want in your life? So when we're getting clear on, okay, these are the things I want, and this is what I'm moving toward, that fear pops up, it stops you in your tracks, but then you say, but what if? What if I didn't commute and I could spend my afternoons grabbing lunch with my spouse? What if I didn't commute and I could, I don't know, go golfing after work? Whatever the thing is that lights you up. So look at the the what ifs in the good in the good way. As oh, humans, I love we're, it. we're wired to go to the negative route, but override those thoughts and focus on the positive. And the one other part I just want to add there is do the one itty bitty baby next step towards your goals. Whatever it but, is, that teeny tiny thing, just do that. You don't have to worry about the hundred other steps that it takes to get there. Take the one thing. Once that's done, then focus on the next thing and do it one at a time. And that will help with the fear. I love it. I love it. I mean, just, wow, so many words of wisdom and nuggets of gold that you have been able to share with us, um, Lauren. And I just want to say thank you. I appreciate it. I um, have one last question. Um, and this pertains to um, uh, this pertains to this. I'm gonna say, girl, I don't have time, or I'm already doing all kind of stuff, and I've got this to do, and this to do, and this to do, and this to do. I don't have time to, you know, work on overwhelm or burnout. I don't even really think that's my issue. Um, what do you say? To, and, and it obviously is. What do you say to those people that say they don't have time, or they already have? too much to do? Depends there. The one is if they're saying they don't have time and they don't think this is the problem and they're not ready to work on it, then maybe they're just not ready. Maybe now isn't the time and they're not ready. But if they're saying I already have too much on my plate and I'm pulled in too many directions and I want to address this, but I just I don't know when I'm going to squeeze it in, my advice to them is 
We are asked to do a million different things by a million different people every day. And most of us that are feeling overwhelmed are saying yes to everybody. We want to be liked. We want we don't want them to think we can't handle it. So we want their approval. Again, it goes back to that approval, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem is we're saying yes to everybody. And sometimes we mean it. But there's a lot of other times where we're saying yes and what we really mean is no. The point being, only you can decide how you want to spend your time. It is 100% your choice. So even if you're saying, yeah, but I have to go do this thing, that's fine, but it's still your choice. Nobody's making you do it. And the more you're choosing to spend your time on the things you don't want to do, you're leaving a lot less time for yourself and the things that you do want to do. Love it. I'll repeat that because I think it's good. If you, yes, pretty jam on the face. Drop it again. <laughs> the more time that you choose to spend doing things you don't want to do is a lot less time that you have to spend doing the things that you do want to do. Perfect. I love it. There you have it, you all. Lots of nuggets of gold from Lauren um, with regards to overwhelm and burnout. And I want to thank you, Lauren, because I think this is a perfect topic for this time of year, or rather any time of year, but just this time of year as things are kind of changing a bit and escalating around with COVID and, uh, you know, just all kind of stuff going on. I I think this is just a perfect topic for us to be chatting about and us to be able to get your nuggets of gold and your words of wisdom because I believe a lot of people might be facing this and they may be in denial, but maybe we've opened up the gateway for them to take a look at themselves in the mirror and say, yep, that's me and I need to correct this so that, you know, I don't set up a gateway for illness and disease or something else to come into my life. So thank you so much, Lauren, for being a guest on the Blissful Living Show. It's been an honor and a pleasure to chat with you. And I want to thank all of you listeners um, for tuning in. Again, if you like the show, you love the information, share it with everyone you know and care about. Subscribe to the show. If you subscribe to the show and you send me an email or a shout-out on social media, I will shout you out on this show. And, you know, you never know who around the world will hear that you have subscribed to the Blissful Living Show and you're getting a shout-out. So, And I will shout you out by your name. And if you give me information, I'll shout you out by your name and your company, your title, whatever it is you want me to share. Um, So subscribe and let me know, and I will give you a shout-out. To our sponsors, the Blissful Living – I'm sorry, to our sponsors, Blissful Living for you at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U dot com, as well as to our sponsor, All Day Cable Incorporated at All Day Cable Inc. I want to thank them for being loyal sponsors of the show for so many, many, many years. And, um, again, I want to thank all of you for listening, tuning into the show. Uh, Until next time, I'm wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, tranquility to your spirit. This is the Queen of Feeling Fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, and have a fabulous week. And, again, 
please be mindful, stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, protect those that you love and care about by, um, you know, protecting yourself from anything where you might have any exposure to COVID or the flu or anything out there that is not good for our bodies. Alrighty, everyone, until next time, have a blessed and beautiful week. Take good care. Queen of Feeling Fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson saying goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24-7 on BlissfulLivingForYou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.